Hello listeners, welcome to a special segment on Wigging Out. Today we're here with London Roller Girls, the roller derby team, the top ranking roller derby team in the UK. Um, we're here with Brat, Shaolin, Kid Block, Kid Block <laughs> and Voltage. How are we all today? We're very well. Thank you. Very excited, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm here too, hi, yes, I haven't said anything yet. So first off, some people may not be aware of what roller derby is, could you, could someone please tell us what it is? I feel like that's a Shaz question. <laughs> I'll, I'll try my best, and then you guys can tell me if I've got anything wrong, I've only been skating for eight years, so hopefully I won't miss anything. <laughs> Um, roller derby is a contact, full contact sport on roller skates, uh, mostly played by women, although the men's sport is coming up now. And basically, you skate around an oval-shaped track. There are five players on each team on the track at any one time. One of those players on each of those teams is called a jammer, and she's the person, she wears a star on her head, and she can score points. And she scores points by passing opposition players on the track. The other four players who are on the track are defensive players who are called blockers, and they are basically trying to help their jammer get through and stop the other jammer from getting through. So the person, uh, the team with the most points at the end of the game wins. Easy. <laughs> to play or explain? <laughs> Either. Either. It's easier to play. <laughs> so what positions do each of you normally play? Blockers. Blockers. Yeah, we have no jammer. Well, kid, kid is a jammer in waiting. I, I want to be a jammer. Um, I'd like to be one day. It's the dream. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you play the pivot? As all? I do pivot, yes. Good knowledge. Yes. Um, I do pivot. So now and again, I'll have my moment of glory. But so explain what pivot happens. is. So a pivot is you have a stripe on your helmet, um, and you can take the star at any moment in the game. It's like a strategic move. So if the jam is stuck... Uh, or like the clock's almost at the end and you want to like pass the star to have fresh legs or if you're in a better position, they can pass it, you can take the star, put it on your helmet and become the jammer. What, so what, now and again I get to do that. Uh, what do you think makes good blockers then since you're all blockers? Teamwork. teamwork. Definitely teamwork. You have four blockers on track at any one time and you work very much as a unit so I would say teamwork is number one. Uh, strong, a strong butt and some strong thighs also help. I find <laughs> because you often have to get quite low uh, and you have to take uh, the impact of a jammer who's skating full speed into your back quite often or your front. So having a very strong core and a strong lower body strength always helps. And strong arms yeah. and flexible hips, <laughs> flexible ankles. <Strong> ankles. <laughs> it's an all-round strong everything. <laughs> but no, I know I agree with the teamwork thing, like trusting your teammates. It's very easy to get a bit like, ah, follow the jammer. But mm. then you kind of need to trust your teammates and know that you have strategies and things in mind. Uh, we empathise with this. We, we're a team. Yeah. Plus we have strong butts, right? Uh, yours is stronger than mine. Thanks. I'm working on it. Uh, so how, how did everyone get into roller derby? Has everyone seen Whip It, and did yeah. that have any influence yeah. on you? I got into roller derby through Whip It. I watched it. Yes. <laughs> I watched it, and then I was like, oh, wow, that's really cool. And then I found out there was a league in London, and then I came to watch the London Roller Girls. Roller Girls are one word. <laughs> and um, then I joined the Fresh Meat 
uh, program, which I learned how to do all the stopping, falling, things that you need to learn. And then I joined the Recreational League, and then I joined Main League, and this whole thing has taken, like, years. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, definitely with it. With it has had a massive influence in my life. <laughs> do you find a lot of people join the team through Whippet? Not so much now. No, 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 there was definitely a phase. Yeah, there was a phase. Yeah. How, how long ago did you? So I joined 2011. So same no. as me then. No, 2012. Yeah. yeah, there was like an era yeah. just after when Whippet had been out maybe 12 months. There was like a definite peak. So. At the time I joined, that was a lot of people's story, was that they watched with it. Like, I know, like, some of our teammates um, have that story. I actually hadn't seen it, but my friend had, who started the league that I joined, which is the Tiger Bay Ballers in Cardiff in Wales. Um, she had watched with it. Um, so she started the league, and I went because of her, because she told me what it was, and I just thought it sounded ridiculous. <laughs> Legit. I was like, I'm going because it sounds so stupid. I have to see what it's about. And then just got hooked from there. Literally after one session, I bought all my stuff, and then I've never looked back. And that was seven years ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've seen Whippet now, though. <laughs> I think it's part of every roller roller skater's um, induction into roller derby. Whether you came to it or not via Whippet, you have to watch it. Mm -hmm. You have to. And see how it changes Ellen Page's life. <laughs> <laughs> Could be you one day. Be your own hero, guys. Um, I am pre, I'm pre Whippet days, actually. That's how long I've been in the game. Um, I remember helping to organise... Uh, it wasn't the, the, the premiere in London, but definitely, I mean, it was a uh, premiere screening in London, and we basically got like a whole bunch of other people together from all over London to go and watch it in the cinema, and it was at like 11 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday, <laughs> which is not a good time for roller girls, to be honest, and it was all, but it was quite funny, because everyone turned up hungover anyway, and then obviously, being like, roller people, like, everyone's watching it going, well, that wasn't a cut track, that's not a back block, why have they all got the skaters in the middle of the track, you know, and now just have five people on the bench, what is this playbook, what the fuck is this playbook anyway, um, just like, being really pedantic, but obviously, it, you know, did a great job in uh, promoting roller derby and getting lots of people to come watch and play. So that's that was very exciting. So how did you get into it? I um I just I, I just randomly saw it like very randomly on time out. I saw there was a match. Uh, I couldn't make the bout, but um, I also saw at the time they just had open like sessions on a Saturday. You could just turn up, try it out. And then if you liked it, you just came along. And it was back in the days when, like, there were no... Well, nowadays, we have lots of systems, and you have to pass lots of tests before you can play. Back then, you basically turn up to one session, and they just threw you in to play a game. So I didn't really know how to skate. It just sort of, like, yeah. fell over quite a lot for quite a long time. Yeah, I just was hooked. I have a pawn shop for contact sports. I used to play rugby. Um, and I just thought it was very, very fun. It was, like... Rugby, but for women with like fishnet tights and makeup. <laughs> it's like all the things I love. So I'm a little bit sad we don't wear fishnet tights anymore. But anyway, uh, she didn't say some people do somewhere. Would you like to say anything, Brad? Um, oh yeah. Um, I mean, like, I also started like like Shaz before um, Whip It. Um, it's like coming up to eight years ago. Uh, and yeah, I'd like just a bunch of people I knew from the punk scene who were sort of involved in starting up London Roller Girls. And I was just like fascinated that there was like a sport for punks because I was just, you know, your typical non sporty person um, at school. I just really liked getting pissed and punk. 
Um, so uh, I didn't really think there was ever any sport that would click with me. But then this seemed like the aesthetic of roller derby at that time seemed like maybe something I could have a go with. So yeah, similarly, I just sort of went on a Saturday uh, with my friend Janie and we skated around. And then like two months later, I was skating around in the car park out here and broke my leg. So I had sort of like a short retirement um, and then a triumphant return. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so like now, now I've been playing, you know, like sort of, I guess, seven years since then. And uh, yeah, I love it. But it was, um, it was interesting when Whippet came out because I was kind of a bit like cynical. Uh, I felt like the representation of the sport wasn't going to do anything positive for like progressing it as a serious sport. But then it's actually, it's like a really great film. So <laughs> <laughs> heartwarming tale. <laughs> you, you were saying something interesting, Sheldon, about, um, about it being a very physical sport. How do you think roller derby is important for non-male kind of people to express themselves in a kind of physical, bodily way? Well, I think, um, I think a lot of people who come into roller... Because I, I have a very sporty background, actually, which is actually quite unusual for roller derby. A lot of people come to roller derby, as Brat just said, not really liking sport and not really ever having been into sport. So I think when a lot of people come into roller derby, they're very, like, taken... I, I think... How would you phrase it? I think it's they're drawn in by the aesthetic and the kind of community and the camaraderie and through that sort of discover the kind of strength that they can find in their own bodies, which is amazing. It's amazing when you see it happen. And it's amazing because Royal Derby really is very accepting of all kind of shapes and sizes and sort of backgrounds and, and sort of, you know, lifestyles and all that type of thing. So, like, you know, you don't have to be a very stereotypically athletic person to play roller derby. You don't have to be skinny, you don't have to have muscles bulging, or you don't have to run 10 kilometres every day. You don't have to do any of that. You can find a niche for yourself however you are and whatever your strengths are. So we have lots of people who are just like power people, who are like just strong and just like smashing things up. And like there's a place for those people. There's people who are really quite small and really very petite and look like they would break in a second, but they can find a place in roller derby there's people who are um you know just like bigger people just leaner people people identifying all sorts of different things personalities because you know there's different ways that a team can fit together so i think it's all of that together that makes it such a great space for people to sort of discover their inner athlete as it were Brad, you were saying about it being a punk sport and like so how did do you know how it came from like the punk kind of atmosphere and crew and came into this own thing I, I yeah I, don't, like, so I, I wouldn't really say it's a punk sport now but I think in the kind of early years in London in particular because you know like the London Roller Girls brand is like the kind of this weird like Sex Pistols kind of rip off of, like punk thing oh yeah the kids wearing the brand oh yeah, oh, yeah it's yeah. like a safety pin and like cut and paste kind of style and I think like the, the sort of original like London Roller Girls people like, people that I knew were people who went to shows and weren't your like at all typical sports people but I think yeah, they'd seen like in America, like in Texas, when the sport was kind of like resurging, like this kind of like tattooed women and like kind of feisty characters having a having a place. But I just think the sports evolved so much over. You know, um, we celebrated our tenth anniversary last year, and so no, thank you, thank you, <laughs> eleven now. Um, so we've like you know we've just really grown, and the sport's grown internationally, and there are teams like 
in basically like you know so many different countries I was going to say every country in the world but that's definitely not true but, <laughs> but like in the World Cup next year you have like a team Iceland a team Russia a team China like South Korea like it's quite crazy how it's exploded everywhere um, and so it's not really I definitely wouldn't describe it as a punk sport anymore but I think it has retained even in the kind of international governance of the sport a lot of that like DIY um, kind of attitude like the, the slogan for the Women's Flat Track World Derby Association is like for the skaters by the skaters and I think that's like that kind of runs through like how we run our league like everyone has like league jobs everyone kind of like puts on the events and like runs them and we do it all you know to like support each other and so I think that like kind of attitude is kind of embedded within the sport but it's not really like a punk sport anymore you get kind of people from all different kinds of backgrounds now um, you all have fairly unusual names were you born with them or were they given to you <laughs> Good question. <laughs> Kid, look, were you born with your name? Is that your birth? Crazy parents. <laughs> um, yeah, so we all, um, again, this kind of, I, I, we have derby names, basically. Once you join a league, um, you can pick your derby name. But that's quite an older mm. thing now as well. Like, back in the day when we started and, like, in the era that Brett was just talking about, it was very much the first thing you would want to do is pick your derby name. It would be, like... You like people would talk about that before they talk about anything else. Yeah, she's trying to figure out what her derby name is. <laughs> Whereas now we still have them, um, but a lot of people just skate under their real name now, and it's not even an issue. Like you, if someone new started, you wouldn't be like, "What's your name gonna be?" It's just like at your own discretion. Um, but yeah, my name is Kid Block, and it's basically a pun on Kid Rock. Back then, I was listening to a lot of kids. Um, my dad lives in Mississippi, so there was the whole southern element. I lived in Mississippi for a while. Wanted to wear like some American flag booty shorts. So. I never actually got around to it. Um, so yeah, that's what I went with. And every now and again, I'm like, oh, I just want to go to my real name. But I kind of feel like it kind of just gets stuck to you and I don't know if I could like even my family call me kid now do they really my family not like my mum but my dad calls me kid kind of a bit tongue in cheek but yeah it's just stuck I don't know it's quite I I quite like having a different name I mean I I think there's a lot of people that see it as a what's your persona on track it's like a different persona which uh, you know is a bit stupid really but it's just people did used to do that yeah people did some people did used to do that some people still do yeah Yeah. and find it as a way you know like we were talking about like a way to express themselves in a different way but like I think it's just quite fun there used to be quite a lot of a lot of names are basically puns and a lot of them are quite rude puns (laughs) so there's always a really fun game when you have someone's name when you're trying to figure out what the pun is or like (laughs) we used to have a skater from America called Auntie Terror I literally only realised like a year ago that it was like Auntie Terror like Auntie Terror oh yeah you just (laughs) (laughs) someone who still skates with us Every so often, I'll remember the pun in her name, and I'll be like, "Who?" Huh. <laughs> I'll forget it again, and I'll be like, "Oh, oh, I get it again." Oh my God, who is it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna remember like yeah. <laughs> I'm always the last person to get them, always, <laughs> and sometimes I still don't get them when I'm told. But it's like that thing when you're um, when you start this sport, which is quite a scary, interesting sport to start. If you have a name and you have that persona, it makes you braver. Mm. Like you can do things that you maybe wouldn't do under your real name or identity. But um, it's, it helped. It, it, it certainly helped me. 
Um, I wouldn't give up my name. But actually, we're quite, yeah. We it's all have a name that we've yeah. stuck with, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. A lot of people have kind of not taken a name or dropped their name, but yeah. yeah. I like it. You know who has a great roller derby name? Kristen Wiig. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's true. Her name is Maggie Mayhem in the film. What do you think of Kristen Wiig? I like her. I can't tell you more, much more than that, but I like her. I think she's funny. I thought she was a terrible roller derby skater. Yeah. <laughs> she was rubbish, man. How dare you? That's a bit too far. All rubbish at one point. But yeah, and the bike track is so much harder than the electric. track. Yeah, it's scarier. All right, excuses <laughs> already. And, and she's like, you know, trying to balance her life with like her little boy that That's she true. has. So there's like depth to her character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, fine. All right. We all have a background story. <laughs> what do you think of Whip It as a representation of the culture and the sport itself? I think that it's been a while since I've watched it. I'll be honest, but I think it represents the culture quite well. Um, obviously, some of it is being dramatized for the movies, like you know how much the uh, the teams like hate each other or whatever. Um, but kind of the camaraderie and the teamwork and the love, dare I say it, between um, the teammates and all of that definitely hits home. But the sport was not really <laughs> like the sport. In some ways, yes, but in other ways, no. <laughs> Whenever the coach comes out in rollerblades, everyone goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Rollerblades are very uncool. <laughs> but that's probably accurate, so you probably yeah. would have come out in rollerblades. <laughs> Although, I guess, it must have, they must have started making it, like, fairly early on, mm. right? And, like, you know, we know that there are skaters in there yeah. who are yeah. a part of it. Like, I guess it's old-school bank track. Right, yeah. exactly. So it's probably is a lot closer to that than it is to what than to modern day world. I mean, but um, you know things like I think everyone cringed a bit with the whole love story, but then everyone was really glad when she just dumped in at the yeah. end because it's like yeah, yeah you would, wouldn't you? Go away, idiot. But anyway. It's been ages since I watched this well, but isn't there like some kind of food fight scene? Yes. Yeah. I think that was what I think that was what killed me. It was like, I was just like, come on. Like, <laughs> if it had real roller girls, I would have eaten all of that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Nothing would have gone to waste. Someone would have had a Tupperware. Yeah. <laughs> I can't forget the other real reason why we're here, which is wigs. Wigs. Yeah. This seems like. That. Yeah, it seems like a sport that isn't. Designed for wigs. Yes. There's a skater that wears a wig all the time. What's her name? From who used to play for Dolly Rockets, who now announces she always used to wear a wig when she played. All the time. Under her helmet, wig. I remember that. She used to have it in bunches. I can't remember her name. Oh yes. Blonde wig. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, that's insane. Support the concept of wig talent. To wear a wig the other weekend when we had the survival because our theme was 1590s and someone got a fabulous Shakespearean wig and I tried to put it over my helmet and the woman screamed and said, Don't wreck my wig! <laughs> so I couldn't, I just sort of balanced it on top. But yeah, it doesn't really work. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was like Amazon, 15 quid, and it looked really good. You can, you can get some really great wigs on Amazon yeah. these days. Yeah. Amazon, if you'd like to sponsor us, <laughs> please tweet at, at wigging out 
with two eyes. <laughs> I sweat so bad that the thought of having like a wig on a wig. Yeah. as well, I don't think I could. Sometimes you have to suffer for. That's true. Yeah. 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 I just cut my actual hair off. <laughs> <laughs> I all dummies to the idea of like just like oh, I'll cut it all off. Like I had like you know like so now I see the side pony. I'm like regrets. Um, like yeah, I cut it all off because wearing a helmet all the time was so gross. And then like the idea of like purchasing a wig, especially. Yeah. It's a bit brat, the persona. <laughs> we have been told that someone here is wig obsessed. Hi. Hello. Hi. Um, I, I have a selection of wigs. I've watched a lot of uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, and I was particularly taken by the fabulous hair and the fabulous wigs on display. So I, I have a collection. I have a collection. But I think I probably boosted my collection as I was saying earlier, that um, we went to a Harry Potter party from one of our roller, roller mates, uh, and I went as Tonks so that I could wear five different wigs in, over the course of the evening. We, one of the first one of the first one of the evening was having a wig under a wig, so I could do a reveal where I could take <laughs> the top wig off and then have a different wig underneath of a different colour. So yes, I like wigs. <laughs> we are in yeah. awe. It's just <laughs> astonishingly impressive. So you have to all do some training now. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And we're going to watch. And thank you for, uh, thank you for being indulging us. Thank you for indulging us. Yeah. Thanks for chatting to us. Uh, so thanks again to Grab, Shaolin, Kid Block, and Voltage. Yeah. 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 Thanks, you guys. <laughs> so listeners, we're here watching some training going on. They're just warming up right now. They're rolling backwards uh, on skates on skates yeah, yeah no not with their bodies it's on a flat surface but they're purposefully rolling backwards so they're back to rolling around this is comprised of a bunch of teams so we've got the London Roller Girls and I think we've also got probably maybe the C team and the maybe the recreational team as well. There's about 30, 30 people right now, would you at say? Least, at least 30, probably more like 40. So they've partnered up now and are one at a time uh, trying to get past each other. Uh, this is the part where I would be severely injured. So some people are like falling to their knees of like the amount of power that the person behind them is going at them. And they're back, 30 people rolling very quickly around. This seems unsafe. This seems very unsafe, yes. Uh, it's probably why they're all wearing helmets and a pad on each end of their body. Elbows, knees, wrists, helmets. It looks severely... They're in, oh god. We just saw someone fall because of high speed. They seem to be fine. Team Net, one person is called 12 Fight, which I like as a pun. That's a good pun. 
if you had to choose a Shakespeare play to best be set out of roller derby, what, what would you choose? I would choose Hamlet. <laughs> Why Hamlet? Because I think that the story is about the Lion King, and I've seen the Lion King, so I might have seen Hamlet. Do you know what your roller derby name would be? What would it be? I don't know. Oh, I thought that. you were telling me. I would never tell you your name. Your, your identity is yours. Thank you. I don't know what it is, though. I don't know who I am. Listeners never sent me an image of myself. I don't know where I am. I'm still lost. Okay, right now, to update you, the roller derby team has gathered around in a circle. Hi! And they just waved at us. It was wonderful. It was nice. So right now they're either having a little catch-up and talking, or they're strategizing on how to kill us. Could be both. You never know. So right now people are getting in strong stances and squatting. How many, how many times do you squat a day? Uh, probably about 30. Uh, why do you think you squat the most? What, what makes you squat? Sitting. But surely when you're sitting, you're not squatting. Squatting would mean you'd float just above the chair. Yeah, but you squat in order to sit and to sit up. So, you only, sit da- so you only sit down 15 times a day? I need to up this count. That's a good. That's a good point. I forgot to double it. Probably sixty. But never on wheels. It seems harder. Well, your office chair is on wheels, so. Okay, they. One person just attacked the ref. I think. For demonstration purposes, though. Have you ever attacked a referee? Mm, no, but I, I don't come into contact with referees very often. I have watched baseball games where if I could have, I would have attacked the umpire, but I wasn't, I wasn't available to do that. This was 3,000 miles away. Yeah, so I can relate to this feeling. Do umpires sit in... Oh, in baseball they sit just behind the, the batter, right? They squat, yes. Oh, they're the squatters? They're the catchers? There's a catcher, and then the umpire squats behind the catcher and looks over his shoulder. Yeah, and then there's also three umpires on the field. Do you think they could, the umpire could squat on roller skates? Probably. Although they are old white men, generally. What was the person's name you liked? Claire Force One. That's a great name. That's a great name. Okay, here's a question for you. Have you seen Air Force One? I have not. Oh, okay. The premise. All right, so... Do you mean in real life? Because if so, yes. Well, there's a film called... Okay, I did not see the film, but I've seen the actual plane. Oh, that is the actual plane. That's probably more what she's referring to than the Harrison Ford film. I think so, yeah. Okay, here's my question to you anyway. So in the film, Harrison Ford 
plays the President of the United States and Gary Oldman plays a terrorist. If you could put Kristen Wiig in that film, which of the roles would you choose? Obviously the President. She's the President of my heart. But also the terrorist. She'd play both roles. Like a kind of face-off. Yes. Okay, here's a, here's a question for you. Whose face would you take off and replace with Kristen Wiig's? Um, well, my own. So then you could look at Kristen every day. Okay, but then I wouldn't be able to look at you every day either, so it's like two problems. Well, then I would put my face onto Kristen Wiig's face. Why don't you just keep your own faces? If I have access to both of you, then it's fine. So in the film Whip Here, um, the coach is played by, I believe, Andrew Wilson, the third Wilson brother that many people don't. Really? No. Mm-hmm. Mm. Do you think this coach... Is anything like a Wilson brother? He is like Owen Wilson in Royal Tenenbaums before he shaves off his face and hair. Luke Wilson. Luke Wilson, yes. So you think he he looks like highly depressed and disgraced at what he does? Mm, no, I think he's... Do you think he's in love with his sister? So right now there is some full-on shoving so people are shoving into the sides of other people that's the exercise right now right into people's ribs people are pointing at their ribs going here shove shove here into my ribs this is a really good example of why i can't do this sport because there's people just on wheels shoving into each other as hard as possible in order to knock them over and I think I couldn't really do that on my feet. So being on wheels would be a severe disadvantage. Also, everyone here is is bigger than me. Well, maybe you would be good as a jammer in that you would be good. Well, one, you'd have to learn how to be on wheels. But you, you would just be shoved into. People would be actively trying to shove into you, but you wouldn't be doing the shoving. So you would just be trying to get past people and be sneaky. Yeah, that's true. I am very sneaky, but I think it's going to be the same concept as Quidditch, where the seeker, being the smallest player on the team, is also the one who gets fouled the most because everyone's just attacking them and trying to prevent them from scoring. So there's both sides. Yeah. I think your Royal Derby name would probably have to be a Harry Potter pun. I was thinking about... If it might be baseball, and I'd be shortstop. What's the pun there? A shortstop is like if you were to break really suddenly in this game. Do you know what a shortstop is in baseball? It's a position. Is it the first base? No, that's first base. <laughs> What's a shortstop then? Okay, so you got a diamond, first, second, third. First baseman, second baseman, shortstop, third baseman. It's a shortstop between second and third. Someone to catch the ball quickly and... Or what? So, most people in baseball, a lot of people in baseball are right-handed. And when you swing the bat from right to left, you're more likely to hit the ball to the left at the shortstop. He's there to fill the hole. But also, the second baseman doesn't play right on the base. He plays over here in between first and second. So the shortstop is there to cover second base if the second baseman needs to field the ball over to the right. He's filling the holes, which is what I do too. 
so that's also why it would work. I've just seen a name that I quite like. Uh, the some the the Dodge Father. That's that's pretty solid. That's pretty solid. They do look like a non-male version of Al Pacino in a, a bit, in a good way. In all the good ways. I watched Heat the other day, and Al Pacino has a sex scene in there, and he was not very sexy. Yeah, it looked like uh, someone rubbing it up against leather. Oh, that is just, oh god, I just got gayer. Query. Have you heard of this podcast, Query? I was about to ask because Ray Butcher talks a lot about baseball at the very beginning. Um, I related to almost everything she said, and I felt really out of body experience. Like, especially when she talked about posture, I was like, that is so real and accurate. Yep. Great show. That's great. Let's plug this podcast that will never know that we exist. We should tweet at them and be like, we plugged you guys on our podcast. Listen to Query, hosted by Carmen Esposito, uh, part of the Feral Audio Network. It is brand new. They interview queer people. It is awesome. You should listen to it. We want to be on it. Tweet at them. Oh, I'd love to be on it. They're definitely... LA to go on that. Should we just fly to LA and just... See if they have us. You just show up at put your hands together. Yeah, that'll be fine. They probably know Kristen Wig. They're comedians. Yeah, we can just be like, hey, we're prominent podcasters from London. We're queer. You are queeros. Please have us on your podcast. Done. Everyone tweeted them. Start a campaign. Oh, someone just fell, and then someone fell on top. They're both smiling. They're both laughing. This sport is the most loveliest violent sport in the world. So right now they're kind of practicing going, if someone, a blocker, has an underarm, so a blocker has their arms extended up, that a jammer or other person goes into their front rib using their shoulder, putting their head to the side of their body and underneath to push forward quickly. I'm kind of imagining switching from backward to front while moving at a very high rate of speed and then having to block a human, and it just seems impossible to me. We really need to see a game. We really need to see a game. What have do a meetup. What have you uh, learned from watching this training, EJ? I've learned that I would be very unlikely to survive this sport, as I suspected, and I've also learned that... Um, I mean, I, I already knew this, but it's just been reinforced to me that women are all badasses and capable of everything in the world, always, and they should rule. I love how much, whilst people are communicating with each other, they're talking, they're smiling as they run through the exercises and getting things done. Brat is in front of us doing the exercise, laughing as they kind of get things a little wrong with the... This is great. This is great. I would play this sport. This is great. It's terrifying, but cool. As all sports should be. 